Welcome to Winning Is Not Everything, where we bring sanity back to youth sports by focusing on character development, effort, and sportsmanship, not rankings and trophies. I'm your host, Sean Jensen, former NFL reporter, children's book author, and youth sports coach. Chase Brooks has been coaching college soccer for nearly 20 years, and he's developed a strong reputation as a recruiter. So what does he look for in athletes for his Division I program? Tune in to part three of my conversation with Coach Chase Brooks to find out. College recruiting isn't what you've mostly seen on the big screen. Coaches zipping around in private planes to watch recruits play and visit their homes or provide the red carpet treatment when recruits visit the school. That's almost entirely based on a few sports. But Chase Brooks took his experience playing collegiate soccer and transitioned to coaching, developing a reputation as an excellent recruiter. In 2010, when he was at the University of Dayton, he led the assembling of the 20th ranked recruiting class in the nation, according to College Soccer News. But at each of the programs in which he's worked, Coach Brooks hasn't had the luxury of large recruiting budgets, which means he has to be resourceful and work the phones. Entering his 10th season at Duquesne University in Pittsburgh, Coach Brooks has a clear idea of what he looks for in student athletes. I'm excited for you to hear what he values because I hope it provides you clarity and insight as you navigate what can often feel like the wild, wild west world of college recruiting. As a parent of an aspiring high-level athlete myself, I know Coach Brooks' comments encourage me. Let's jump into part three of my conversation with Coach Chase Brooks. In getting to know you, one of the things I really admired was how clear you were about the type of players that you recruit. Can you share that great saying that you have and then the thinking behind what you look for and recruit at Duquesne University? Yeah, I, I think that's um, something I have noticed and, and it, it's is this undertow of unseriousness. You know, you, you want to make sure that you are treating every day with high standards, holding yourself and your players accountable. And from the player's perspective, you want to make sure they're driven to be the best they can be at all times and in all areas of life, too. I think, you know, too many times, again, I focus on, you know, three things. This is the social side. There's the academic side and there's the athletic side at our level. And from what I've seen is when you're out of balance in one of those areas or multiple areas, the, the, all, the other areas are going to suffer as well. So let's say you're, you're really killing it athletically, but you just don't care about the social, you don't care about the academic, then, then at some point, even the athletic is going to start to suffer and, and, and stutter. And so for me, it's really about trying to find that balance and fighting that undertow of unseriousness every day um, and making sure that um, we recruit high character individuals first and foremost we, we we try to focus there and we don't always get it right because we don't really have the resources to really dig as deep as we necessarily like to or get to know a family as well as you'd like to we can't you know to fly out and, and meet them and bring them to campus and have you know seven eight ten twenty touch points it isn't really feasible so we, we have to do the best we can at just trying to, to get to know the person over the phone and, and ask good questions and again we don't always get it right but here recently, you know, as we've, we've again continued to focus on that aspect and then recruit in high character kids, you know, we start to learn what works and what doesn't, you know, not only for our institution, but I think it where something where we could take on to other institutions or other jobs. And so that's, that's really where we start is the character. If they've got high character and they can play, oh my gosh, now, now we're really onto something. And, and so we're really excited about this group we have here right now because 
it really is overall a high character group. They want to win. They 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 understand it takes sacrifice, and and they're they're up for the challenge. And and that's the one nice thing too about bringing all the cultures together that like we have is that you know you really you ask everyone to bring the best of their culture and leave the worst behind, and, and it creates this fun melting pot where you just get to just just enjoy and challenge and push. And so that's that's what we're seeing right now with Duquesne, and, and I'm really excited about this process. Um, I've coached some great players in the past, and, and, and you know this team, top to bottom, that we have right now, you know has a chance to be something special and to do something that Duquesne's never done before. Um, and I'm really excited to see where this goes. As a coach, what have you noticed the last couple seasons and years just with COVID? How has that impacted your student athletes relative to what you've worked with student athletes for over a decade now? Yeah, I think that stress levels went up, no doubt about that. I think that's probably well documented. I think that one of the things that we've done to try and combat that is is just have more fun. You know, I think pretty much during the entire pandemic, and obviously it's still slightly with us, but um, you know, as the pandemic was really in full swing, we really, <laughs> to to our def- uh, it didn't work out as well as we wanted to. But we really just just played and just uh, attacked and and just let the players truly express themselves. Now we gave up a lot of goals uh, in that season, but I wasn't as worried about that. Like I wanted the players to just enjoy the process and just to to have fun with it. And we played some of the best soccer we've ever played. And so that was, I think, it was the spring of twenty one. And then coming back into this fall of 22, I wanted to make sure we continued to carry that momentum of playing and having fun. But then we just knew we had to get the defensive side right. And then, you know, we, we had a little more freedom this past fall. You know, the, the, the restrictions were less, so we were able to do a little bit more training-wise. So we could. We could focus more on the defensive side because I'm a very much I'm more of a defensive-minded person. Like, I, I was a defender in college, and, and so giving up all the goals was just killer. So this year, we were able to find a bit more balance, you know, and, and we still weren't perfect on the defensive side, but we did take a step in the right direction. But offensively, we were able to carry a lot of what we had learned from the previous spring forward. I mean, we scored 35 goals, and you know, what, 18, 19 games. Like we, we were offensively just, just powerful. That being said, we still gave up too many, so we still have some work to do there. But, but you know, still, I, I do think just finding that joy, finding that fun and, and giving yourself a little bit of grace, right? In a normal year, we probably don't give each other enough grace, much less during the pandemic. Just just give a little bit. It's okay, you know? I think there's there's so much stress out there right now and, and people feeling like they have to fight for what's theirs. And, you know, again, if we all gave a little bit more or, or a little more empathetic in certain situations, uh, it seems like things might be a little bit better. Being a father of two, what couple characteristics do you want to instill in your children? I want them to have fun first and foremost, right? Like enjoy what you're doing because if you're not enjoying it, why are you doing it? And then, and then, you know, you want that work ethic, right? You know, you want your, your kids to be hard workers, have fun doing what they're doing. And if those two things are trending in the right direction, then I think we're doing a pretty good job as parents and as coaches. And 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 so I, I'm, I'm happy if, if those are two characteristics our kids come away with. What's one message you have for youth sports parents today? Relax, relax. Um, it's okay if, if your son or daughter loses uh, because it's a teaching moment. It's okay if they don't play Division I soccer. 
It's okay if they don't play Division II soccer. It's okay if they decide to, to quit their sports and, and move on to other things that interest them. My daughter uh, started out playing soccer and was actually pretty darn good, but it wasn't really her. But at some point I, I noticed that she was just kind of just kept going or wanted to continue trying it. And at some point I was like, it's okay. You don't have to play. And she's like, okay, I, I don't really want to. I, I really was just doing it because I wanted, I wanted you to be happy. I'm like, I'm happy. Like as long as you're having fun and enjoying what you're doing, I'm happy. And so that was a good moment for us and our relationship because she started playing soccer and doing karate about the same time. And she has just flourished in karate. I mean, she is unbelievable. I mean, she can do more push-ups and crunches than I can. She's, she's just so strong. And, and the discipline she's learned from it is just watching her grow in that sport and, and that journey she's been on. And, and she just, she loves it now. She's in a leadership role within her group that she's with. And, you know, she's now as, as an 11-year-old teaching five and six-year-olds how to do it the right way. And that stuff's just fun. Like, and, and that's something that um, uh, I'm just so happy she's found. And so again, like your kid's going to be on a journey and our job as parents is to, to be there. If, if, if they're started, if we started a, and they're going to be, our job is to make sure they're not veering off towards C and D and E and, 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 you know, are we helping them develop in a way that, that gives them responsibility for their life, but, but, and challenges them certainly, but, but makes them have fun and, and understand who they are. Are they able to reflect on who they are? And, and again, there's, there's nothing worse than, than parents yelling and screaming on the sideline because you're not giving your kid a chance to figure out who they are on the field. You're basically just yelling instructions or yelling that they're in, and that's coming across that they're not good enough. And that's filling their brain when a time that it should be open and receptive to, to the information going on that the, the game is telling them. And so that's, that's why the word relax uh, comes to mind for me, because, you know, we all fight that we all want the best for our kids. But again, if you're instilling things behind the scenes, I look at, you know, game days or trainings, those are like tests for them. Or, you know, they leave your house and they're going to a friend's house. That's a test for them. It's kind of the same thing for me. And, and you know, you know, I wouldn't show up at my kid's school and like they're in their science class and my daughter's taking a science test and I'm yelling at her, hey, come on, you can do it, work harder. That's, that's not rational to me. So why do we do that in sport? What would you tell a young athlete who aspires to maybe play one day for you at Duquesne or to play high-level soccer? For me, it comes down to be the best person you can be in all aspects. You know, do what's right. You know, I steal this from, from the coach I, I worked with at Dayton, but, you know, do what's right. Do it to the best of your ability and show people you care. To me, that's, those are lines that, that resonate with me. And, and so it's, it's, it's along those lines of what I tell uh, any young player, any young person just in general. You know, be open-minded, be, be a good person, put yourself, be empathetic, put yourself in their shoes. Uh, I think those are all things that, that are going to help and, and, and everything else will, will take care of itself in the end. Well, Coach Chase Brooks, I really enjoyed our time together. Thank you so much for making this happen. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. You know, it's, it's always fun to, to get on and talk with friends and, and uh, it's been a great experience. So thank you. 
Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Winning Is Not Everything. Please make sure to like the podcast and subscribe to the podcast so you can immediately get the latest episode. If you have any comments or questions, visit my website, seankjensen.com, and go to the contact page where you can even leave me a voice recording. Winning is not everything, but the three H's to be a real hero in life are hustle, humility, and heart. I'm your host, Sean Jensen, and we'll see you again next time. Oh,